I just did the the PBL, the project based learning training that. I actually tried to go the first summer it was offered, and th- that was a that was mayhem. But so I finally did it just because I knew I had to, and I'm thinking, yeah, I can do a lot of this in English. And if I didn't have standardized tests in my grade level, it'd be even easier, right? Because projects don't always set up well for a test, and you know, but it, whatever, like almost everything you're doing is project based. So I can only imagine everything how many, I do is project. Yeah, I can't imagine how many times you rolled your eyes. Did, did have you done the training? I have not done. The four-day or the three-day, whatever right. it is. Um, but this year they started a project-based learning something or other going around the mm-hmm. school here. And our co- the, the project-based learning coach was hounding me for some stuff, and I finally just tried to be as polite as I could. And I was like, I've done project-based learning for 20-plus years. Yeah. Like, that's what I do. That That's already my <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah. So... And she didn't like that that much, I don't think, but I tried to be nice about it, and it was just like, I've got the project-based part of it down. Yeah, yeah. That's, I just, you know, one of the things we talk about, like, differentiating between your students, between different needs in the room, and I don't know that we do that very well for teachers. Like, you don't need the same project-based training that I might or that a math teacher would. And so when I was sitting through mine, I th- I've, it was probably about 70 80% of the people in the room were elementary school teachers. Which is fine, except their experience in doing this is going to be completely different because they teach all the subjects. Right. So you can put them together. If I do an English project that includes something from history or science, that's okay, except they don't get like double credit, right? They have to do a project for me. They're going to turn around and do other work in that other class because we don't have the same teachers, the same kids, the same right. whatever. And that assumes like, that that student has had that knowledge in that other class. Right. And so, but for you, you know, so I, I kept trying to say, I was like, no, this is bad. I'm just saying like what you're going to say from a fourth grade perspective isn't going to work the same way, maybe right. at all, but certainly not in the same way for 11th grade English. But then what I'm going to do, you know, everything you're doing is a project, but there's still the content in there. Like, and I, I, I asked this question not trying to crap on math teachers or anything like that. You're probably teaching as much functional math in some of those classes, or at least for some of those kids, as they're getting elsewhere. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and it's a lot of the basics, but I've found that that's really where kids are struggling. Not necessarily struggling, but, you know, they can do advanced formulas on their calculator just fine because they either have a formula sheet or whatever mm-hmm. the calculator remembers it yeah. but when you give them you know a, a drawing and it has a bunch of different dimensions on it and they have the length of this and the length of that and they need to figure out what the difference is they struggle sometimes figuring out how to figure that stuff out right yeah I was, I was you know they can do the basic arithmetic but Figuring out how to figure out they need to do yeah. basic arithmetic. Yeah, I, I tease the kids anytime, you know, especially when I know it's a kid who's in an AP calculus class and they try to figure out their, their percentage on a, pa- you know, a pa- paper, a test, and they pull out a calculator. I'm like, guys, come on. Like, come. that This, you, this one should almost be <laughs> literally a no-brainer. It's certainly a no-calculator, right? Um, do you think... I'll tell you what, this is, this is sort of what I think, but I don't know if this makes sense to you. I think that we maybe push for math. We push kids to go to advanced math that not everyone's going to use. And there are a lot of kids that maybe should have spent more time on fractions, and they don't get to do it. Like, I, maybe you should always take a math class, 
maybe you don't always have to go to a more advanced math. Maybe you should just get better at the stuff people use. Like, that sounds like a good idea. Like I think math is good. I'm not saying don't take the oh, math. Oh, yeah. I, I just, you know, like I said, I'm married to a former math teacher. She'd you know. be quite upset if I told her <laughs> math wasn't good. We'll um, talk off the record later. <laughs> but, you know, I, I love that idea of we don't necessarily need to go to higher functioning math. Let's just get really good at our basic math, you yeah, know, the stuff yeah. – how to balance your checkbook or things like that. Yeah, like run a budget. That, that, I mean, there's all these sort of skills and there's the regular stuff that you use on a daily basis. You know, I don't care what you're going to – if you're ever going to own a home, you need to be able to read a tape measure reasonably well, which means you need to be able to do fractions. And it would be great if you didn't have to stop and use a calculator or measure it five times before you think you got it right. Um, and that's, I mean, obviously I need to know how to use a tape measure, but that's really just coming back to basic math that maybe you sped through in three days, Yeah, <laughs> you know, when you, when you could have spent more time on it. Um, how much, since, since it's all project kind of stuff, obviously there's a lot of math. Are you using science? I mean, it probably in the, we robotics, do science like, all the time, definitely in the robotics yeah. class. Um, in the past I've had students build trebuchets. I've, I've also taught a pre-engineering class. Okay. And when I do my pre-engineering class, there's a ton of science in it, you know, applied yeah. science. We do mousetrap cars and all of that type of stuff, which is all levers. Um, even in my CAD class, they're currently working on gear ratios and things like that. I have them redesigning a – I don't know what that desk lamp is. It's the, the one from like Pixar. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. One. Yeah. Um, it's a good description of it. <laughs> yeah. And and they're redesigning it, but using gears for all of those things, um, all the junction points mm-hmm. and things like that. How many physics class, classes have you taken? One in high school, one or two in college. Yeah, I just, that's, I, I always think, you know, kids ask what classes did I take and, you know, obviously how many of them do I use? Like, I like knowing stuff, but I don't use a lot of them unless I go out of my way to bring in history or science into a discussion. Um, but I would say that's the big gap in my education. I never took a physics class. Okay. I took chemistry and I hated it. I was good at the labs. I hated the rest of it. I should, should have done physics instead. Um, but in doing a lot of this, like it's a lot of math, there's a lot of physics and then there's a lot of application. So they're working with their hands. Is, is there anyone in the building who teaches more different content areas at the same time? I don't think so. I mean, Um, the way you rattled off classes, like probably not, it's probably easy to say that, but like. You're covering a lot of ground. Yeah, you know, um, maybe some of the facts teachers, you know, they're teaching everything from cooking to personal finance to fashion. Um, you know, so there's a wide range to right. teacher, cadet, stuff like that. You know, so there's a wide range of stuff. But other than English, for the most part, I hit it all. Yeah. Um, and I could hit English if I really wanted to, but <laughs> as we talked before we got started, I gave a research paper once and I learned my lesson. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's that's why I'm sitting here. You know, <laughs> I'm glad that I don't do this on video because like my eyes are red and I got bags. <laughs> I've been upgrading papers and annotations all week and all this stuff. Um, yeah, I mean it's just it's a lot. So how uh, of them of of all the different classes have you taught aerospace? I have never taught aerospace. Okay. When uh, the aerospace course came online, we had another teacher here that was really into it, Mm -hmm. and I already had five or six preps at the time, so I was like, you can have it. 
Right. And I've luckily been able to keep it at arm's length. Okay. <laughs> Just trying to avoid it. <laughs> um, which is your favorite one either to teach or to do? I mean, since there's a lot of doing involved, I know you do a lot of woodworking, but like what's your favorite class for your own, for yourself? I get the most, I guess, joy out of teaching the materials processes and the, the traditional shop classes. Mm-hmm. Like, I still believe those are valuable skills to have. Um, you know, like you said, the American dream is to own a home. And I'm not teaching you home ownership out there, but I'm teaching you how to read a tape measure, use tools, things like that. Yeah. Um, and, and and hopefully end up with a hobby. Yeah. I doubt, you know, especially here in Loudoun County, most of the kids are not going into the trades, unfortunately. Yeah. Probably- and we can get into that if you want. Cause- <laughs> well, that, that's, that's I, was, I don't know if that's the moment for it, but, I, but um, I, it probably should, you know. Probably should. <laughs> well, at some point. Yeah. And then, you know, I really enjoy the CAD classes. Yeah. Is that something that you did in a class in college? I learned CAD in college. Okay. Um, I never took a drafting class in high school. Yeah. That's the only shop class I didn't take. Right. But I get a whole different student in those classes. Okay. For yeah. the most part. Yeah, I just, you know, think like you teach different, teaching different classes means you're doing different things in them, especially more for you than for me. Yeah, like I always try to tell people like English class is English class. Like it, it, it's every time they say, you know, what are you doing as a formative assessment of something? I'm like, it's all the same thing. It's, it's baseball practice. Like once you know how to play baseball, it's the same game forever. You, you layer on like two or three extra tricks and some shifts like it's after sixth grade, very little changes in baseball until you're in the in the, the major leagues, right? right? And that's English class. Every it's the same thing with a different book, right? So you try to spin it, but you're teaching different classes that are legitimately different things to do. And so, in a way, I'm envious because I think it would make my day more interesting. And in a way, I'm not because I think it would be a lot more work to keep track of all the different moving parts. Some days it's interesting. Um, <laughs> Right now, I just started our, what I call my final exam project in my uh, advanced classes. And I've realized that if I wait till the fourth nine weeks to do their final exam project, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to do anything. You know, they're taking SOLs. Once SOLs are done, they're checked out. You know, I've got a bunch of seniors, which are hard enough to motivate the second half of their 12th grade year. Um, so we started it and I basically have every single student doing something different because it's completely open. I'm, yeah. I just say to him, I say, <coughs> you do whatever it is that you want. And I, and I help them and I guide them a little bit, but I have about 40 different projects going on right now. Yeah. Well, and you know. My guess is that's one of those times that if you if you laid the groundwork well enough the first part of the year, not all 40 of those are going to take care of themselves, but hopefully half. <laughs> you know, like you'd, you'd like to believe that 20 of these kids are going to be able to take care of most of their own stuff. You know, I don't know. It's it's a struggle for a lot of these students because I think in a lot of their other classes, they're so used to being told what to do and what the answer is. Right. And I look at them and I'm like, you do whatever you want. And they're like, uh, like, 
it takes them two or three class periods just to figure out what they want to make. Right. And they, and then I'm like, all right, do a plan of procedure. You know, how are you going to build this project? And I'll get, get wood out, cut wood, sand wood, put finish on it. I'm like, (laughs) it takes a lot more than that to make this project. And we've gone through this multiple times, you know, if that's the steps, like what are you making? Like a fraternity paddle? Like, like that. There's more steps than that. Probably. probably, Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, You know, and it's, they are not regurgitating something, Mm -hmm. you know, you go to history class and it's, what year did this event in history happen? What year did that event in history happen? And they can give you those facts. And then they just purge it from their mind. Right. English class. What was the subject? You know, what was the, you know, predicate and all that other English yeah. stuff from the sentences, yeah. you know, and, you know, what was the plot of the story? And they can talk about that and then they purge it from their mind. Get all about it. Yep. Part of the problem I have in my class is, you know, we'll teach something. And then they purge it from their mind. And I'm like, guys, gals, you can't purge it from... Actually, I shouldn't say gals because they don't purge it from their mind in here. (laughs) But I don't have an SOL test at the end of it that they have to take. You know, so that pressure's off of them. It's project base. You know, like for now here on their final project, it's what they want to build. You know, so I have two criteria for it. You have to be proud of it when you're my age, okay? So it's it's something, you know, like I had somebody who, a young lady who's going off to college and wanted to make a laundry basket. And I'm like, you would make a nice one. And, and sh- it was all crafty and this and yeah. that. And I'm like, you'll like it, but after a little while, that's going to go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't have like the, the lasting <laughs> right. significance. Um, use. And the other thing is they can't give it to their girlfriend (laughs) because let's be realistic. Most of the kids in high school are going to break up and then she's either going to smash it or, you know, give it back to you and you're going to throw it out because it was for her, you know, and and you're going to lose that thing. I'm like, give it to your mom because she'll always love it, you know, or, you know, give it to grandma, whoever, you know. So those are typically my two big things on it i love that the, you gotta, you the gotta be overall proud of it. encompass yeah. I, te- I teach public speaking now <clears throat> and the it's one semester in the last speech i said you have two to four minutes and we can make exceptions depending on what you pick you can do anything you want it can even be the same kind of speech you've already you can't you just can't use the same topic anything you want right just demonstrate the skills we've been working on and like so if i do and i no 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 go think about it and you're going to tell me in two classes Anything you want, just demonstrate that you learned the basic things we've been working on. I might start working in because we video them. And I always tell them, if you want any of them, save them because then I delete them at the end of the semester. But it's all there for you. Like, give a speech that you'll be proud of in yeah. 20 years. You know, say something that'll mean something to you then. That might be a new guideline. I just <laughs> ran into a former student's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes, You know, I still have that box that Connor made in high school, and he's now graduated college he's living in dc and she's like he keeps wanting to take it and i keep telling him when you have a good place and you know you can put this on display and you know it's not going to get filled with beer cans or something like that you know i'll give it to you yeah 
And, yeah. and I think part of it is she just wants it at her house. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing. Like, if it's something – you did something in high school that you still want and that your mom wants and, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Like, I write – you know, kids will write a paper. And I, saw, I have kids I talk to, you know, and I say kids and they're in their, you know, mid and late 20s now. And they – They'll remember some of it, and some of it I say, hey, this book, and they have no idea about the book. But they remember a lot of the papers. No one still wants the paper, though. You know, like how – like I think once ever a kid was like, hey, do you still have this thing? Yeah, <laughs> one time. I, I, you know, I, like no one wants – you're – they're doing stuff. I, they, I, they want. You know? I joke, but I, I have stuff I made in high school shop class. Mm-hmm. I do not have any high school English papers or social yeah. studies reports or – yeah. Math papers or anything else, you know, but I have, I have a few, stuff. but it's because my mom was a hoarder about it. And then she <laughs> gave it to me and I turned around and threw most of them away. 